0: We began the week with Freddie in the lavatory checking that his ball had dropped correctly. He wondered if he was some sort of plumbing genius. (sighs) Freddie, I can tell you that. You're not any kind of a genius. You're too daft to even think of A, going on YouTube, which is where every single plumbing question is answered, even if you do have to put up with seven minutes of a man called Doug telling you about his overalls first, or B, asking one of the many staff your mother employs to do it for you to save you flooding the stately home. Ifty popped up doing online yoga with Lizzie. That was all rather bewildering. I mean, I thought you'd moved away or something. I wonder if he thinks I look very different, wondered Lizzie. Well, probably depends if you're bending over. There we go. No, just the same. Ifty then started texting her in the middle of the class. How? If I do yoga, I'm wondering how I can cross my right leg over my left shoulder without farting. I certainly don't have spare energy or coordination to send a text. He asked Lizzie if she wanted to meet up virtually and she immediately spiralled into a panic which involved whether or not they might end up in some torrid affair which meant that Lower Loxley contained two people simultaneously worrying about their toilet parts. And now Team Horobin. And now Team Horobin. Tracy was still furious that Susan had talked about her on air and also appeared to be recording her team video from inside a tumble dryer. Susan seems to be using her radio show as a way of airing any personal vendettas she may have, while also using it as an excuse to fuel her rapid descent into alcoholism. Emma then waded into the fracas and was worried that Tracy might mention Susan had been in prison in revenge. Blimey, if Tracy mentioned on air that Susan had been in clink, I would pay to hear that even if it was on Radio Borchester, sandwiched between an interesting piece by Wayne Foley about the history of the pedestrian precinct and the fat stock report. Emma, meanwhile, was having a whale of a time, careering around the farm on a tractor. She kept talking about when the rains come, as if she was Karen von Blixen, when I had a farm in Borchester. Lockdown seems to have hit pretty hard at Lower Loxley. We realised that Freddie basically had plunged both hands into the lavatory to avoid reading a letter from Linda Snell, and Elizabeth was counting the kisses on her emails from Ifty and trying to work out what they meant. Oh Elizabeth, I put kisses on my messages to the Accado man, and he's sixty four and wears converse in the ponytail. There was then a lot of guff about the quiz. Zoom quiz, I presume. I did one of those at the start of lockdown and never did it again. We all lost interest in the quiz fairly quickly because we became entirely absorbed in what the man in the bottom left corner was doing instead, then realised we'd missed four questions and couldn't really come back from that. Tracy asked Russ to join her team and Elizabeth rapidly explained that Russ wasn't a quiz sort of person. I'm not sure that Russ is a person sort of person. She then got out her barrel scraping apparatus and asked Ed Grundy if he might be on her team. Ed? she'd do better with Bartleby. Unless the category was ill-thought-through ideas, in which case Ed would score double points and bonuses all round. Meanwhile, back at Lower Locksley, which I feel should now reopen as a home for the mentally distressed, as it's well on the way already, Elizabeth was getting ready for her date with Ifty. She wasn't sure it was a date. She wasn't sure she wanted it to be a date. She was pretty sure it was Ifty she'd been talking to, but as everyone at the moment in the arches is having animated conversations with standard lamps and hat stamps, it could have been anything. Anyway, she kept it really low-key and informal. Um, perfume, dyed her hair, silk shirt, shaved her legs, bit of topiary down below. Her biggest concern seemed to be that someone was going to enter her en suite mid-call, as Freddie had managed to block every other bog in the place. To be fair, though, if I was midway through a bit of Zoom flirting, I wouldn't want a sound of flushing and then someone shouting... Blimey, I'd give that a few minutes. Anyway, she didn't have worried as Ifty had not shaved his legs, dyed his hair or put on a silk shirt, but proceeded to eat pasta in front of the camera. He didn't ask her how she was and barely even looked at her. Elizabeth, that was definitely a date. Meanwhile, in the Battle of the U-Bend, Freddy caved in and asked Reg, who told him to go up to the attic in the hopes that Freddy would do a papa Parditer and take a header off the roof. No such luck, sadly, but Freddy inevitably managed to find a box of toy soldiers and a priceless work of art up there. How big is this attic? They've been up in about eight million times. They've done shows in it. How can they still be finding things? And then... Boyd, by finally getting a firm grip on his bullcock, Freddie read the letter from Lindy Butter and it was all lovely. She told him she'd never forget his bravery and what he'd done for her and he told her he'd fix the loo. <coughs> Things we didn't hear this week but really wish we had done was the quiz in which Susan inevitably entered an advanced state of refreshment and called Jennifer a snotty-nosed cow and Ed chatting to Jazza, apparently. Over the phone, I found myself saying out loud, Oh, Jazza, how is he? Can we hear him? Maybe I should move into lower as I'm clearly as batshit as the rest of them. The end. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.